all right welcome back ladies and gentlemen to a new year's edition of the back shoulder fade we are here me and my partner in crime josh sampson on january the fourth tuesday of recording here live from uh, I guess you could say the yellow label headquarters or whatever we want to call it. But anyway, uh, we figured that we would start the year off right. At least um, don't hold us to trying to make episodes every week, but we're going to try at least. But we thought we would start the new, the new year off right and give you all some content to talk about. Uh, because simply put, the football community has been crazy uh, this whole season, not just the last month, but especially this last month, but the whole season in its entirety. And that being said, you know, me and Josh wanted to start the year off talking about some of these topics and giving you all some content to listen to along the way. So before we get started, I'm going to let my man Josh come in here, man. It's been a minute before we've recorded, been months actually, but uh, nonetheless, good to see you. Glad to have you back. Happy New Year, my man. Appreciate the Braves uh, picture frame of the <laughs> <laughs> of the uh, the Atlanta Journal Constitution article. And uh, how you doing, my man? Uh, I'm feeling great, man. Uh, you beat me too. But before we break the uh, the threshold, uh, happy New Year, my brother. Yeah, man. Same to you, man. It's a new year and hopefully a better year because uh, <laughs> last year the country was in turmoil. But I, I will say this: I was thinking about this the other day, right? One good thing that we got out of last year was the music. The True. music was pretty good. I ain't gonna, that Isaiah Rashad, and this for another podcast. We'll do that in the Yellow Label podcast. <laughs> but that Isaiah Rashad album was fire. It was plenty of other fire albums that came out. At least we got good music. Uh, True. But at the same time, man, it, it left us with some scars as well, man. And uh, while I'm at it, you know, I want to say um, rest in peace, rest in power, actually, uh, to Miss Betty White one of the funniest comedians ever, right? I mean, I think we all agree on that. We've seen her work over the years um, and even more. You know, our parents seen Betty White put in work as well, so right. there's that. But, um, yeah, I want to uh, send our condolences to the the White family and, um, you know, oh. shout her out as well. Uh, but, yeah, man, uh, yeah, go ahead, man. I ain't mean to cut you off there. It's a football podcast. You're not going to mention John Madden, though. Of course, of course. <laughs> John Madden and uh, Coach Dan Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So can't forget him. I mean, here in the state of Georgia, uh, he, he was a part of that Dirty Bird era, Jamal Anderson and all of them mm -hmm. um, and, and what have you. I remember uh, watching the games and wishing that we could have made it, man, to the to – the, uh, we made it to the Super Bowl and win it. Yeah. I remember those games, uh, as everybody know, I'm a Falcons fan secondarily. But, yeah, man, shout-outs to Coach Dan Reeves. Uh, condolences to his family. And as you said, man, uh, rest in peace to the the late John Madden as well. So, I mean, we'll take a little detour since you brought it up, right? I right. mean, if you will, man, just just share some of your your best Madden moments or anything you want to say on, on uh, the late John Madden, who was, I mean, obviously a legend in the football community. I mean, other than, well, a lot of people don't, our generation really doesn't know John Madden's coaching history and how great of a coach he was. But to speak on, you know, the experience that, you know, we uh, we went through with him, with him as a commentator, I mean, other than I enjoy, because Gus Johnson could be doing table tennis, and I, I, watched, I, I watched that matchup, but, I haven't seen anybody even come close to what John Madden was able to do 
in the in the broadcast booth. I mean, from the drawing on the uh drawing on the screen, whether it be play art to circling the steam coming off a guy's head and in the winter to um uh, to his uh his catchphrases to any everything. His analysis, I mean, he was he's still a goat to me in terms of, you know, uh broadcasting. Yeah, yeah. I mean and basically, you know, what you're getting at is he paid the way for us. Like, yeah. A lot of people that's doing what we're doing now, podcasting and uh in the of course in the announcing booth and all of that. Of course. And and now, you know, you see a lot of coaches go to the booth as well. I mean, like that was a thing before him, though. But I'm just saying, like, you see a lot of coaches uh, go to the booth and they kind of uh, mimic John Madden style. Like not saying like they're doing it in a bad way or anything right. like that. But, you know, you could tell he influenced them as well. A lot of coaches that we watch from the sidelines as well. But, yeah, I mean, like you can go as far as saying he's he's influenced the podcast game, even though that wasn't really a thing then. True. Uh, but you know, a lot of people bring, uh, you know, the ad libs and the kind of things that he brought into his his commentating. They bring that into their podcast, and then you can see that. And uh, some people that do podcasting probably aren't even old enough to like know who John Madden is. But believe it or not, you you've been influenced by him in some way, shape, or form because mm-hmm. his foot his fingerprints is all over the media realm, and his fingerprints are all over. Uh, the game of football in itself from the coaching aspect of it mm-hmm. and what have you. So, yeah, man, I mean, in terms of him and we all remember him, of course, uh, not solely from this, but the video game franchise. And I'm sure EA will continue to carry his legacy in some way, shape or form. It'll probably be a special Madden edition next year, you know, for coach. And uh, that being said, man, like, yeah, we grew up on those games. You know, yeah. I can remember turning on the Sega Genesis. And it's uh you know it's John Madden scribbling his uh his mm-hmm. signature on there on the Sega Genesis and I can remember uh you know the little intro they had where back then they didn't really in video games they didn't have uh, the commutating voices like they did now or they do now should I say right. but in the beginning of the game in the intro it's John Madden standing up in the booth. Mm-hmm. And it's transcribing everything he's saying. You can see his mouth moving. You yeah. can't like hear it, but you can see his mouth moving. And it was like, man, man, that guy really loves his job. Even as a kid, I could tell. I was like, yeah, man, that guy loves his job. And uh, you could tell that he was the GOAT even when you were young mm-hmm. and what have you, man. But inspirational uh, coach, inspirational uh, commentator. Uh, you can't say enough good things about him or Coach Dan Reeves, for that matter, um, because – you know, both of those, uh, their fingerprints will forever be left on the game of football, whether it's professional, college, the media realm, whatever. Their fingerprints are forever left on the game, and uh, we want to send our condolences to their families and, and what have you. So uh, that being said, um, like I said, man, we took a little detour there, but uh, we'll get into the show here. We'll start with some college football, and then we'll just get into the NFL. Uh, the Natty coming up on Monday in what about uh less than a week so rematch as we all expected right alabama georgia uh georgia defeated michigan handily um on the uh it, it was the was it the orange bowl it was at hard rock stadium okay <laughs> and we defeated them handily um and yeah i think that was the orange bowl and then um alabama took care of business as well against cincinnati uh, i know a lot of people didn't want to see that matchup because they would have preferred Alabama face somebody else, uh, but Cincinnati got it. I mean, I think the Cincinnati deserved the opportunity in there as the number four seed, but as we saw, they were just outmanned and what have you. But 
It was, they weren't really out, man. They just couldn't make the plays. You know, was, that game wasn't really a, a blowout. What I watched, like they, um, they gave Alabama all they can handle. I mean, of course, you know, Alabama they ended up winning by what three touchdowns, but right. Uh, they just didn't the plays that they had to make. They didn't make them, but I don't think they were. Other than, I guess the first two drives Alabama had, mm-hmm. I, I really didn't see a. Um, well, there's a clear separation of talent, but I didn't see. A, yeah, I know a, the dominating factor that Alabama usually has over uh, opponents like that. Right, right. You, yeah, you're right. Like I, I probably should have phrased that better. Yeah, you. The plays were there to be made, right. and I feel like Cincinnati had opportunities to make that closer than it was and make right. the plays. They just, you know, for whatever reason, they didn't. Uh, but that being said, though, I mean, uh, here we are. Rematch. National championship is going to take place in Indy at, uh, at uh, is it? Lucas Oil Field. Yeah, Lucas yeah. Oil Field. Uh, I guess you could say Jim Ursay land or whatever you want to call it there. Um, so how you feeling about that in terms of the rematch uh, who you taking, uh, and and just uh, feel free to share any other thoughts on the upcoming game that uh, a lot of people, at least on Twitter, are saying like they aren't too thrilled about. But nonetheless, uh, we can share our takes and and give our preview. So have at it. Uh, well, you know, I, I really want I want to see Georgia get, finally get over the hump. You know, it was wild. I didn't realize I was thinking about this. Um, well, somebody brought it to my attention uh, a couple of days ago. I keep thinking that Georgia has made it to the playoffs like five or six times, and this is only the second time in the yeah in the playoffs. Um, so I and I want to see you know Georgia finally get over the hump because they've been doing everything but win the big one. I mean they've gone toe to toe, well, and beat Alabama, but. They, uh, I mean, they've done a hell of a job in recruiting. Kirby Smart has done a hell of a job in recreating the, well, rebuilding the culture in that, um, well, taking, well, even taking the what Mark Rick did and expanding on it. Um, he's done a hell of a job, you know, instilling the qualities and uh, everything that he needs to to win. Uh, instilling qualities and everything that a team needs to, you know, make it to the, the big dance. The only thing they haven't done is win it. So. You know, I'm excited. That's the only thing I want to see. I want to see Georgia uh, get over the hump because, like I said, they've done almost everything. They've had five stars. They've had, uh, you know, top three recruiting classes in the nation. You know, they've done everything they need to do. This is, you know, this is the final test. So, I mean, I want to see it happen. Yeah, before I chime in, let me ask you this. What what do you think about the the notion or the stigma about Georgia, they won't be able to do it with Stetson Bennett. Like, what's your thoughts on that as a like a former college player yourself? Well, yeah, like, um, is is JT Daniels hurt? Is he still hurt? Is he still suspended? Because, well, let me preface it by saying that I don't have confidence in either one of them as quarterbacks to to beat Alabama. But, or for Georgia to win this game, they got to shut Alabama. Well, they got to play like who, who was it that almost. Beat was it Ole Miss? Was it Texas A&M? That beat Alabama or almost beat them? Well, either or well, Auburn, Auburn, Auburn almost beat them. But who beat them? It was Texas A&M. It was A&M. Texas A&M. Yeah, because Jimbo Fisher's the first. Yeah, 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 yeah that's right. Of Nick Saban and defeat him. Yeah, they're gonna have to make Bryce Young play like a freshman or a, a 
somewhat of a freshman. I mean, I know he's a Heisman winner, but they're gonna have to make him really uncomfortable. And they know this is not like a this is not like a fresh a fresh game where they haven't played him before. They know what they're gonna do. They know the tendencies. They know what plays I like to run. They're gonna try to run the ball down your throat again. You're gonna have to stop. First of all, you're gonna have to stop Brian Robinson, uh, which is not an easy thing to do. No one's able. No one hasn't. No one has been able to do it all season. Uh, and I was talking. To, I don't know if you were on the call. Uh, we were in the PlayStation party uh, Christmas Eve. Yeah, because I didn't have to work. Um, I was on the uh, party with Phil and Boogie. We were talking about it. I said, you give Alabama a whole month to prepare for the the next opponent, and they probably already scouted Georgia again, you know, before. Or, or whoever team they got to play, whether it's Georgia or Michigan, they already they got a whole month to scout them. They're going to be heavily prepared, and I just, I just don't see well, – I don't not that I don't see it, but it's very hard to beat – Alabama when in a situation like that. Uh whenever you got a whole month to prepare for, you know, one team or two teams. Uh, that's what made uh Clemson what Clemson did was so special, how they went toe to toe with Alabama two years in a row. Yeah, so like I said, it, Alabama's got a whole month of a month and about two weeks to prepare for you. I mean it's the the preparation that Nick Saban takes he doesn't take any days off. He doesn't you know, he's very detail oriented. He's not gonna leave any stone on turn. He's going to do everything he can to get his team prepared to win. So and you're facing a, a, a juggernaut. It, it, you know, it's you not, know, eventually I thought this thing would run out. You know, it, it was running, it would run its course of how, uh, at the, you know, the Alabama dynasty, you know, cause we've seen it previous years, you know, USC was only seven years and they only won it with three times. Uh, Florida was only, how long was Urban there? Four years, five years, something like that. Uh, Miami was only three years at most. Um, Oklahoma, they they were there, but they weren't really there. Uh, you know, we haven't really seen domination like this since, uh, let's say, Notre Dame back in the forties or the twenties. Uh, well, you know, I have a, when the, whenever Notre Dame was winning all those national championships in a row, I thought it would run out by now. You know, I thought eventually teams would catch up. To Alabama, but it it hasn't, and I don't see any point that it's gonna slow down, especially now with how teams analyze each other and sports medicine. And he keeps <laughs> he keeps a revolving door. NFL coaches coming in to be offensive defensive coordinators. So I mean, I don't know when it's gonna end. I guess it's gonna end when he retires because I don't I don't see the train stopping anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, like he he just gets his players to simply buy in man like into just whatever it takes to win a championship like man we're talking about like like you said it goes beyond the field too yeah it's like sports medicine is you know think about this man nick saban got the whole uh team to get vaccinated in a time and era where a lot of people are on social media and they let and you know we don't want to get into this whole conversation but people people's situation or their their minds are deterred or or their minds what's the word i'm looking for are influenced by others through social media and we live in an era where nick saban was able to get his whole team 100 percent vaccinated like we ain't talking about a 53 man nfl roster we talking about deeper than that mm-hmm. talking about a whole bunch of kids and that's just how much they buy into winning mm-hmm. is that you know he was able to get them 
to I mean, and it was some other teams that were able to do it too, by the way. It's not just him. I want to just put that on him. But what I'm saying is just the culture and his ability to get people to buy in and, and what have you, you know, he, he has that by his side. And and as you were talking, I was looking up his tree and I thought I was right on this. He's from the Bill Parcellus tree. He's from the Bill Belichick tree. Right. Um, so of course he's going to have college on a stranglehold. Now he, he probably, could he do that in the NFL? Probably not, but He's essentially college's version of Parcellus and, and Belichick because mm-hmm. he learned from them. Right. And, you know, that's why Bill Belichick was so successful for many, many years. And it took Tom Brady leaving for them to, you know, their dynasty to basically crumble. Right. And see, that's the case, though. In, in college, you can always replace your guy with another five star. Yeah. It's an ever revolving door. It's not, oh, no, we'll, we'll just have to wait till this player retires or whatever the case may be, because whenever they lose whatever quarterback, he'll just go uh, wherever it is, what part of the country it is, um, and go grab another quarterback, another five-star, or whatever the case may be. He's been able to do that. And I think, like, that's been the key for him. I think his last two starting quarterbacks, I think Tua was a five-star, if I'm not mistaken, or he might have been a four-star. Tua, Jalen. Yeah, Jalen. Yeah, yeah, and um, now – Bryce. And yeah, now Bryce. So mm-hmm. that being said, man, like he's he's figured that part out. That's that used to be the weakness for Alabama. That's true. They they were throwing out people like John Davis Booty. Was it him or did he go to USC? Yeah. Or, or you like, think about John Parker Wilson. Oh uh, yeah, John Parker Wilson and guys like that and Sims. You remember Sims? Like yeah, guys he was that, he was a running back. They had to put him when they right. put him at quarterback. That's yeah. no longer an issue. He's getting pure quarterbacks now. Uh but that being said, I mean, like like you said, yeah, they have to pressure. Uh, they have to pressure uh, Bryce. Yeah, they have to press, pressure Bryce Young a little bit better because that was the thing. Like, Georgia's defense has been dominant against every team they face against except for Alabama. Mm-hmm. And when they face Evan Neal and company, it's a whole different story. They weren't themselves, essentially. And, that, you know, you can't – when you get in the playoffs, you can't change who you are. If you're a team that – predominantly thrived and I'm not saying they solely thrived on this, but thrived on defensive play and getting pressure on the quarterback. That's who you need to be in the playoffs. Yeah. And we saw that, you know, Cincinnati, albeit Cincinnati lost by a wide margin, Cincinnati actually got to him and made him look normal. Yeah. That's they what went, that's what Ole Miss did. That's what Texas yeah. A&M did. That's what Auburn did. And when I see that, I, I say to myself, there's no reason that Georgia can't make him normal as well. Because they they're clearly more talented in Cincinnati, I'll go as far as saying they're clearly more talented than Alabama. It's just the whole stigma of first mentally getting past beaten. Because I don't – what's the last time? It was like – was it 07 or something like that? The last time George is beating Alabama? Yeah. I think Matthew Stafford was there. Yeah. And Massaquah Muhammad and all of them. Yeah. But I think it's a mental thing. Yeah. You know, because I don't think Georgia is less talented than no. Alabama. And I'm not saying this by a wide margin. I ain't saying Georgia is way more talented than this team. But they are in terms of physical ability and the pieces that we've seen on the field. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're about to send like four or five defensive players to the first round. Yeah. Between N'Kobe Dean, Lewis Seen is second first rounder-ish, you know, uh, it's some other guys, uh, uh, Jordan Davis, yeah. that that's escaping my uh, mind right now. All of those got Tyndall is, you know, t- I think Tyndall might low-key be the <laughs> – he might be the guy that has the best NFL career 
over him and Dean, believe it or not. But Tyndall, I mean, he's a he's a stud, all of those guys. So, I mean, I think they have the talent. I just think they just have to mentally get right yeah. and mentally clear that hurdle. And that, that includes Kirby Smart, too. He got it. You know what I'm saying? He has to get his mind right, too. And Todd Munkin has to get his mind right and, and, and scheme up some things, too, because I think what's going to help is I think that Georgia needs to get a little bit more vertical. And they, they showed flashes of it, but they need to make that a consistent threat. And a lot of the, you know, I'm not saying like Munkin's scheming has been bad this year. I'm not saying that at all. But with Alabama, you have to give them that fear that you'll go vertical. Mm-hmm. And when you when you do that, you open up a wide array of things you can do. And I mean, to their credit, you know, Stetson Bennett has shown the ability. He could do it. Uh, but I think JT Daniels, uh, I would feel more safe with him being that guy that poses that mental vertical threat. Uh, but nonetheless, though, here's one thing to keep in mind here. Georgia couldn't get their run game established in that last meeting with Alabama. Therefore, if they, I think if they do this time, you know, everybody that's knocked Stetson Bennett, he has a chance if they can get their run game going. But again, like that's that's acting for a lot because it's Alabama. Yeah. yeah. But if they could get their run game going, I mean, they've been able to do it pretty much against anybody for the most part. But then again, no, Georgia has those moments where their run game is off and they can rely on a lot of non-vertical concepts to win. They've been able to do that in the past, but that's not going to be the case with Alabama. You're going to have to play a little bit more vertical. And if you're going to win with Stetson Bennett, chances are you're going to have to play. uh, You're going to have to have a better run game than you did in the last meeting with Alabama. If they can do those things, then I think they'll be fine. Now, I wouldn't also rule out if things aren't going the way that Georgia wants by halftime, I wouldn't rule out the whole quarterback swap thing. Pull pull a whole Nick Saban on Nick Saban. Yeah. What he did when he put uh when he exchanged uh Hurts for Tua. Mm-hmm. Throw JT out there at halftime. What you got to lose? Because you only got two halves of football left to play. What is there to lose? Nobody you, Kirby Smart's not gonna lose his job by swapping the quarterbacks out at halftime, if you know what I'm saying. If yeah. If it ain't going right. So keep that in your back pocket. You know, if that's if he's able to go, I think JT Daniels should be able to go. I think he was on the sideline for the last game. I thought he was like, I, I read that he was unavailable. That's why I didn't. It, it might have been because he, I think it was COVID related. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what it was. So hopefully he'll be available this time. We'll see. Uh, but I thought I saw him on the sideline, but you might be right. Uh, hopefully he clears the protocols or whatever the case may be. It's not injury related though. Right. So that's the bottom line. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, man, they just have to mentally play like the team that they've been and some, they have to be in the, and some part is being more vertical, Yeah. you know, and they have, I mean, George Pickens is going to be a second round pick, probably late first round pick after coming off of ACL tear earlier last year. Mm-hmm. And to, if you leave this game, without utilizing George Pickens to the best of his ability, then that's on Georgia. And they left food on the table, and they deserve to lose that way. George Pickens has to have a good game vertically as well. And we saw that he could do it. He caught one deep one on on, on uh, Alabama in the last game. So I think he's a key. Of course, our tight end, Brock Bowers, who's been a freshman sensation, the guy that they recruited out of California, uh, he has to get going vertical as well. Uh, but, we, I mean, we all know that what Brock Bowers offers and can bring to the table. He left some food on the um, table as well in that last game, too. He had some drops and whatnot, too. 
So if George Pickens and um, Bowers can do what they got to do vertically, then this thing could get crazy. And, you know, Alabama defense is looking at something that they didn't see before in terms of this Georgia offense, in my opinion. So uh, before we move on to the next topic, I guess I'll ask uh, what are your predictions in terms of a score and the outcome? I really don't like the score predictions. Uh, but the point I was going to make before, uh, I've never seen other – I've only seen Alabama get beat one time. And I mean, like, they they just got outplayed in those uh, – the Clemson game with Deshaun Watson the second – was it the first – second time. You know, with Deshaun Watson, they just – you know, they went toe-to-toe and they, he just outplayed them that game. Uh, but other than that, I mean, every time I've seen Alabama lose, it's because they make whether well, they make too many mistakes with the special teams. Uh, you know, uh, quarterback is off the, that night. He throws a couple, you know, two, three interceptions. Um, they fumble the ball. Uh, you know, some something wacky. Something wacky's got to happen. Of course, you know, they kick six. Um, I've never seen Alabama just get manhandled, and I don't think. I don't think Georgia has the capacity to do that, but they they will have to take advantage of every opportunity that Alabama gives them. I mean, you've seen – I don't know if you watched all the Auburn game, but Auburn had Alabama on the ropes all night, and they gave them one – they gave Alabama one chance. Auburn had the ball with like three minutes left or something like that and ran out of bounds and stopped the clock on second down or either third, I can't remember, but they gave Alabama the ball back. And Bryce Young with ninety plus yards to give Alabama the give Alabama the lead. Save this season. So you can't give Alabama anything. If you're gonna knock them out, you need to knock them out. You need to make third down stop, make the third down stop. Don't make dumb penalties, don't make dumb decisions with the football. Because Alabama all they need is one to, to, to win the game. So it's it's I mean it's Alabama, it's always gonna be an uphill battle. But from everything from the talent Alabama has to the the mental block that they have against uh well the mental advantage that they have over over uh Georgia is is going to be a, a a tough one to win. Yeah, I mean like it's simple as this for me. If the the guys that I mentioned that are first round caliber picks if they play like first round caliber picks, Georgia win. It's uh-huh. simple as that. If George Pickens do what he got because they got more of those guys than Alabama right now in terms of the starters. That, that would go to the NFL if the draft started today in terms of starters. They have more of those guys than Alabama. So the George Pickens of the world, uh, the N'Kobe Deans of the world, they can't look normal and average against Alabama. Yeah. And that's the problem. Like, when they face Alabama, you know, they, they looked a little bit average. You know, just a tad bit. Um, George Pickens more so than Dean. But you got to look like these NFL caliber players that – you're going to be when you go to the NFL. And if they do that, uh, they should be able to win. And especially, again, like, if they establish the run, right. they're good. You know, they, they they can win with Stetson Bennett if they establish the run. Uh, but if you don't establish the run, then that means the Kobe Dean and company are going to have to, you know, put some pressure on Bryce Young on that side of the ball and get him to make mistakes. And that also means that the passing game is going to have to be clicking on all cylinders. Which, you know, they, they do have some guys aside from Pickens, Mitchell, and I already said Bowers, clearly. Mm-hmm. Mitchell, and, you know, they have, like, a bunch of talent there to to get it done. Um, but, you know, I just fear that, you know, if it comes to that, where they can't get the run game going, that Stetson Bennett isn't going to be able to utilize those threats 
like he should be. I think I would feel safer if JT Daniels was in the game, if it was going to come down to that situation where the run game isn't clicking. But I think this time around, I think Georgia's defense is going to be the X factor this time. I think they are going to come back and they're going to have the game that they were supposed to have again. I mean, aside from you probably ain't going to beat Evan Neal all that much on that side. Right. But everything else, I think they, they can take care of that defense. And because when that defense gets going and gives – they're they're the um the life flow of the pretty much the team. When they get going, they feed energy into the offense, and then the offense starts to play to their potential. And then like when you get Georgia playing at that level, then it's just hard to stop them. So that defense has to be the one to basically start the party and end it as well. And if they do, then it'll be uh it'll be a pretty good game, and Georgia could be uh national champions. I mean, one thing they got looking down on them is the sports gods now because. The Atlanta Braves have broken, <laughs> yeah. broken the curse. I just hope it didn't run out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I hope, and sign Freddie Freeman, please. All right. Whenever. Well, the 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 lead need to come back because they on uh, right. they on lockout right, right now. Right, so, right. but uh, whenever y'all come off a lockout, please have the deal in place, yeah. the plan in place to bring Freddie Freeman back because uh, that would be tragic if <laughs> if we can't get him back. Uh, but, yeah, so we'll move into the next topic here. Uh, we'll talk about uh, a very, very bizarre situation that went down in the NFL, and that was Antonio Brown, a guy that we've talked about often on this podcast, uh, takes his pants off, throws his shirt and his gloves into the stands, hypes up the Jets crowd. That, so, well, that, go back to the, like, what was the, the reason for all this, like, was it an argument between him and well for I'm here that it, it stemmed all the way back to halftime where um well not halftime, it might have been like late second quarter. He was talking to Brady about because uh, Brady was targeting Gronk more than he was targeting, you know, A B because A B got fifteen targets the previous week. Like, you know, he had over a hundred yards and I I heard it um A B was had got upset with Brady because he was throwing the ball to Gronk more than he was. And you know, uh, you know, Brady kind of shrugged him off, and I that might have been what sparked it. But I don't, I don't, I don't know exactly what what started the whole thing between him and Aries. I don't know if he was frustrated about his ankle or you know how, because that that doesn't seem like that's like a one time thing where they, you know, they were, uh, you know, what it's just one time where you told him, well, if you're not gonna play, then don't, you're not gonna play at all. That that, that just doesn't seem like a one time thing. It seemed like it's been boiling for a couple of weeks, so. I agree. Yeah, I agree. And this is the thing, though, if you're A.B., before you put your name on the contract with the Patriots, excuse me, I keep calling the Patriots because they got Tom Brady, the Bucks. Every, I think every offensive skill position guy, when they sign with the Bucks, they have to know what they're getting in the two. And I say that in a sense of, for one, you're playing with Tom Brady, but for two, you're playing on a team that has a bunch of other good skill weapons. So you're target rate isn't going to be the same it's going it might be sporadic even throughout your career yeah. it's not going to be the same week in and week out yeah because tom brady and bruce arians and byron left which have so many ways they can beat you week in and week out and they don't want it to look the same yeah. by the way they want it to look different week in and week out to give them their opponents when they get into the playoffs and super bowl something to think about okay one game grunt 
shredded this team. I remember, uh, I forgot who it was. It might have been a Thursday night game. Grump shredded somebody on Thursday night football. Or, or it, it was recently. Right. Uh, next, you know, next week it could be uh, my man AB. It could be AB. Next week it could be Leonard Fournette, who's on IR right now. But I'm just saying, it's been times where they've just put the team on Leonard Fournette's back. Yeah. The uh, the next week it'd be Chris Godwin. He's Mike, on he's on IR. But Mike he, Evans. Yeah, Mike Evans. And that's that's a good thing to have. That's a good problem to have if you are the Bucks because again, people you just can't game plan for that in the Super Bowl, especially because what coaches do is they look back, they go back and look back at every game that the Bucks have had. Whoever gonna play them in the Super Bowl, they're gonna look at every game the Bucks have had to this point to the Super Bowl, right? Mm-hmm. If the Bucks are in the Super Bowl. And the the issue they're gonna come up with is well these this team could just beat us in so many ways. And I go back to what I was saying initially. If you're A B, when you signed your name on a contract, you had to know what you were getting into too. You had to know that you weren't gonna be a fifteen target guy every week. If if that is indeed what his issue was, because it's different stories. Ian Rappaport said some along the lines it had to do with, you know, the injury. Uh but as I was telling you earlier today, when I was looking at the clips I saw on Twitter of him juicing up the the receiver, the ankle looked fine. Yeah. He was cutting just fine to me. Like he looked, he looked, he really looked like AB from the Pittsburgh Steelers days. Right. From what I saw. So I don't I don't know if the ankle was or wasn't an issue or whatever the case may be. Uh but that being said, man, um, it was a bizarre situation nonetheless. Uh I I, I think if he just didn't have the breakdown that he had, you know, it was going to come another moment for AB to shine somewhere in the next few weeks, because that's just how they operate. They just go to different people in different weeks. Okay. So what you're not getting the targets. If this was the issue, so what you're not getting the targets today next week, you will maybe yeah. or the week after that, or during the super bowl, remember in the super bowl, he was one of the main threats in the super bowl. Yeah. That's just, that's just what comes with the territory with being a Tampa Bay buck. And if you can't process that and live with the Tampa Bay Bucks uh, or live with how they operate, then, yeah, maybe you do need to be gone. But they haven't officially weighed them yet. So yeah, <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. It's only a matter of time. He's gotten away with, you know, from the fake vaccination card to which is a felony um, to, you know, well, to this, I guess. But there's probably so many other things that haven't been reported. Um, you know, areas is – Aaron's is probably <laughs> pissed, well, highly pissed right now because of, well, first of all, he already lost Godwin to, you know, IR. You know, he's probably thinking, you know, he could have got somebody else instead of AB and they wouldn't be in the situation. But, you know, it is what it is. And I don't know what the relationship is between him and Brady. You know, you can speculate whether, you know, you know, I don't I don't doubt that Brady, you know, was a good, I mean, he's a good friend to him, but. You know, in the back of my mind, it's always I've always speculated that you know it was more football than you know uh, a, a life situation where they were just you know calling him just for his talent. But you know, I don't want to make it all about that. But it just it goes to show you that it's still you uh, battling that mental block, I guess, or whatever you want to call it. But um, so I hope AD, I hope he gets the help that he needs. And I, I I've heard rumors that he was getting like some kind of therapy. You know, he was talking to. A therapist, but you know, it's never like it's not a it's not a one month thing. It's not a six month thing. You know, it's a, it's gonna take time for him to, you know, get the help that he needs. So I hope that he, hope that he does. 
Yeah, I agree that I hope he, you know, because, I mean, he's a phenomenal athlete. And aside from the athlete perspective, when a time where mental health, we, we understand the importance of it. Right. And, uh, you know, like, you don't, like, if you're going through it, which me and you have, you don't wish that on nobody. Right. right? And you, you hope that they get the help that they need. And, and, yeah, as you said, a lot of football, people forget this part. A lot of football is psychological. Yeah. You have to mentally be in the game. Right. You can mentally take yourself out of the game. You know, so when when the mental part isn't down, uh, down pat or whatever the case may be, the the part on the field don't matter. Yeah. The physical talent don't matter. That just shows how good A B is that he's got battling this this many demons and he's putting up still putting up numbers like this. So I mean, it, who knows what what he could be if he, you know, a focused A B yeah. could be, you know. Yeah. Um, a, health, a healthy A B, you and know. He, he's over the age of thirty and still look good in terms of yeah. what he's able to do and his talent level, man. Yeah. So And I'm not like absolving, you know, the response uh he's his responsibility in this situation. I mean, he still, you know, did what he did in terms of, you know, turning his back on his team or, you know, well, walking out on his team or whatever you want to call it. You know, he still, you know, that still happened. Like, that still uh, transpired what he did. You know, he basically showed up his team, his coach, the quarterback, all that, you know, in front of, you know, national television. So, I mean, I'm not absolving, you know, him of his actions, but, you know, there's always there's always more, more than one side to – Every story, you know, I think all all sides need to be told on it. Yeah, and indeed, all sides will be told because A B isn't gonna let one side of the story be told. He's gonna he, me and you talked about that. He'll go to, you know, he might go to the barber shop or uh, show that LeBron does. Yeah, or, yeah. you know, he he's gonna tell his side of the story. Yeah, and we're gonna be all ears for that too. Like you don't just want to hear uh, B A side or Brady's side or Ian Rappaport's side. Okay, uh, now what what does A B have to say before we make a you know like a, a full judgment on the situation so um you know hopefully we haven't seen the last of ab in the nfl hopefully he can you know catch on somewhere else because there's still a lot left in the tank especially for his age yeah uh but you know of course like he's just gonna have to get some things mentally right because again if you if you don't get that part of the game right then the physical part is just kind of difficult to to um you know showcase or what have you so now, you know, I saw he was on a good – well, was it two years – before he even signed with Tampa Bay, I saw he was on a good path. You know, he had gotten back with his wife. You know, he was – him and his kids, all, all of them, they were back living together. So, you know, it figured that, you know, he was back on the same – you know, I mean, well, he's not on the same, but, you know, he was on a good path. So, I mean, maybe it's the company he keeps around him or, you know, who knows what it is. But, you know, hopefully, hopefully he figures it out. Yeah, I mean, well, with mental things – like you said, um, it that that kind of stuff flares up. One one minute, uh, you know, you might be on the right path, and then yeah. it just takes the slightest misstep to get on the wrong path. That's true. And then that misstep will trickle down into an even worse path. You know, yeah. so it, you can put in a lot of work. That's the thing. Like you have to stay on top of it, right? Because you can put in a lot of work to get right mentally, and then that slightest misstep will send you down. Uh, you know, down the funnel or whatever the case may be. So, uh, you know, like he he might he very well could have been in a good place when he signed with the Bucks and then just kind of got sidetracked and you know veered yeah. away from, uh, you know, the place that he was at. But um, you know, again, we'll we'll be praying for the brother man and 
Uh, again, hope to see him in the game of football again, not just financially, just uh, what it does to his spirit, man. Like yeah. playing the game also. It's therapy for a lot of players. therapy, man. Yeah. And he, you know, clearly he needs some kind of outlet. therapy and outlet. outlet. Yeah, yeah, he needs it. So I don't, I don't think we've seen the last of him, but it's going to take somebody. Uh, somebody's going to. It's going to be one of those teams that's willing to take chances, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's the thing, though. Like, when you talk about – I didn't think about this until now. When you talk about teams that's willing to take chances on somebody, a lot of times that might not be winners, too. You only know? one I can think about – well, Seattle hasn't really been winning, but I mean, that's the only team I can think about right now. Maybe is, Pete Carroll. Maybe. You know, yeah. Um, I, mean, uh, the, I can the, see the – I can see the uh, – the Rams – you know, like the Rams take risk on people. I mean, like, cause it's not gonna cost them a lot. No, it wouldn't cost them money. Like, I mean, I, he'll sign like I don't want to say minimal wage, but the deal he was on wasn't like that high. Right. So that that's the Rams' issue is like, do we have the cap to do this? I mean, look, look, Odell signed a pretty reasonable deal with them. I think AB could, and I think you know Sean McVay's seen so many characters in that locker room to where he can, you know, what I'm saying he could deal with it. Like, hey. We're going to get you in here. We're going to get you in here with, here with some people like Aaron Donald. And we'll get you in here with some people like um, Von Miller, you know, mm -hmm. that, that can, you know, steer you on the right path. You know, you know, a different scene, different scene of people, different set of people. Maybe they can, you know, get A.B. where he needs to be mentally. Um, I was about to say Jalen Ramsey, but Jalen Ramsey out there swinging on <laughs> His own teammates, so that would be a wild locker room. If they was, yeah, I yeah. thought about. I don't know about that, man. But that's only. That's, I mean, you know, other than Jalen, he really don't like. He's really not that kind of guy, though. It, you know, he. He's always he's always to me seemed like a good teammate. You know, he might be fired up at coaches or something like that. But I've I've always you know, from the clips I've seen of him, you know, he respects the. Um, it's not disrespect towards the wide receivers he's going against. You know, he always takes it as a a, a gentleman's game, I guess. But you know, I don't know about that, man. You know I mean, so like <laughs> for like the the top I mean, guys, like mutual respect. Yeah, oh yeah, like Nook Hopkins. The, yeah, yeah Devontae. Yeah, oh, yeah, Nook, of yeah. yeah, yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. but it it was. I remember him saying this, and we're side getting sidetracked here. But I'm gonna wrap this up. But yeah, I remember him saying. I think this might have been when he was in college, though. He was like, um, yeah, man, I used to find any kind of way to get in somebody's head. And oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. And he was like, I even told one dude I was going to slide in his girl DMs, or I slid in his girl DMs or something. <laughs> I was like, okay, you taking the psychological part to a whole other <laughs> level, bro. I mean, me personally, you tell me that, look, I'm going to give you she for the streets. Yeah. That ain't that ain't doing nothing <laughs> for me, bro. Like, I never was a guy that, like, was vocal anyway, like, I was more of the quiet type in terms of football on the field. Right. But, yeah, I just flat out tell you, hey, she for the streets, bro. You know, <laughs> you can have that. But I'm still finna run this go route, though. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, let's go. But uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, that being said, we're going to get uh, to this last topic at hand, which is the playoffs. And uh, Playoffs? Playoffs? <laughs> Shout outs to uh, Jim Moore Sr. Yeah. We're trying to win a game, and you're talking about the playoffs? <laughs> but we're in uh, week 18 here, Josh. So, um, you know, just a few more spots have to be decided. We got some wild card spots up for grabs as well. And, you know, some of the top spots can be interchanged too, depending on what these teams do. But 
Uh, right now, I guess we'll start. Let's start with the AFC, I guess. Uh, we got the Titans with the number one seed. They've clinched. Uh, Plus the fuck that is. Go ahead. <laughs> They've clinched their division. The Chiefs have clinched their division. Uh, both of those teams who are one and two respectively, 11 and five. Right. So, you know, that can be, uh, it looks like that that spot for the number one spot in ALC can uh, be determined this week. They are, the Cincinnati Bengals are surprised here who are 10 and six. They've clinched their division. Uh, and not only have they clinched their division, but they did it against a, very very difficult division with the you know the browns were supposed to be up and coming and the steelers they never really die mike Tomlin yeah. has never had a losing record yeah. so they never really die uh so shout outs to them man um and joe burrow getting it right uh the bills have clinched a playoff spot so that means i'm assuming that their division is still up for grabs i would assume the patriots could win that still yep yeah, and the patriots could win that because they're number five on this list yeah they uh, split the the matchup because the uh patriots be them in the, yeah they split the home and home because patriots won at home and the bills won at home last week right? was it two weeks ago, i think yeah it was two weeks ago two weeks ago yeah, yeah so yeah they're um both 10 and 6. So that's up for grabs. Both uh, fighting. Currently, the Bills are number one. But, you know, we'll see if the Bills lose and the Patriots win. That'll move the Patriots up to that division as the winner. Then you have the Colts at number six, who I would know of and I'm very familiar with. They got a game against the Jaguars this week. Uh, it's simple for them. Win and they're in. They can't win the division, but they can get a wild card spot. Simple as that. Um, and then you have the L.A. Chargers in the new spot that we previously didn't have seven spots now. Uh, they're in the new spot, nine and seven. And, I mean, plain as day for them, clearly win, and they're in. So on the bubble, we have the Raiders, Steelers, and Ravens. Those are the only teams that are mathematically in it. They're going to need some help, of course. Uh, so I guess my first question would be, Josh, is uh, – who do you see? Do you see any teams sneaking in as wild card teams? Um, and also, do you see any other changes coming about? I guess well, the only one that could change in in terms of the teams that's clinched uh, is the Bills and the Patriots situation. Well, so. the, the Bengals and Chiefs can flip if uh, if the Chiefs lose because the Bengals got tough. The Bengals just beat them. If they get the if they get the same record. Okay. Yeah, they could they could switch. Um, but go down to the bottom. Um. Like well, me and you talked about the the situation off off part uh, about <laughs> if you guys beat the Colts, <laughs> the Chargers, <laughs> essentially the Chargers and the uh, the Raiders could uh, could kneel the whole game <laughs> and just tie. They could tie the game out, and both of them can make the playoffs, and the Colts would be out. That would be a wild situation. Um, they could both make the playoffs with a tie. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't, and I wouldn't. I don't see I don't the way Jonathan Taylor is playing it. I don't see right. The, I don't see the Colts losing that game. Right, but that's the thing though. Like that's the Colts always come into Jacksonville with momentum and that's, clearly the better team. That's true. And then some hokey junk happened, and it's just it's like what the hell happened. But yeah, if I uh, you know if I put money on this, I'm putting money on the Colts. Yeah. But if what I'm saying is if you're the Chargers and the Raiders, you're not ruling out that loss if you know the history of the Colts in Jacksonville. You ain't ruling out the possibility of that. Well, one of them's got to win anyway, so it doesn't. It, the, yeah, they, they're playing each other. So, uh, what's the situation? How does, how would the Steelers make it? I guess with the um, 
They need it. I know one well, of them is they need the Jags to win. Jags to win. Well, yeah. of course, uh, I guess the main thing predicate on all these is the Jags need to win. I don't see the Ravens making it, especially if you know uh, Lamar's not playing. Um, I saw Lamar uh, last Wednesday. He was limping like pretty hard. I'm surprised they didn't shut him down for the season. I was like. It was somebody he was questionable to play on, like not the way he was looking. He could barely walk. Doubtful in that case. Yeah, he He's could. Limping. Yeah, he could barely walk on the. I mean, he was in. Well, he wasn't in pads, but you know, he was in practice attire and all that. But mm-hmm. I don't see the Ravens making it. Maybe the Steelers try to extend Big Ben's career a little bit, but I don't see. Um, I don't see them making the playoffs. So I think the last spot is between. Well, like I said, the Chargers and the Raiders, and I think the Colts are going to take care of business. So. Um, Who you think win between the Chargers and the Chargers and the Raiders? Uh, this is a toss up. It depends on how um, the Raiders show up because they always they're they're a week on week off team where you know it, Jacobs will go off. If not, I mean Darren Waller is still hurt if I'm not mistaken. So I think the Chargers had a clear advantage, but um, I don't. I, God, it's a toss up. I would mm-hmm. take the charges. Right. Yeah, I'd take the charges because, uh, well, for, I I like, uh, what's his name, their head coach? Is it Staley? Yeah. Yeah, Staley. Yeah, I like Staley. Um, I, he he has the right mental makeup. And I know, like, that's hard to say because this is first year, this is rookie year, but it just seems like he has the right mental, the mental makeup to get his team, a pass, you know, just past his hurdle, whatever the case may be. Uh, while the the Raiders are just, they just going through so much this year, man. Like yeah, people keep getting arrested. Right. Like after, I and think somebody, somebody yeah, somebody arrested. recently just got arrested yeah, for man, another like, DUI. At some point, like again, going back to what we were saying, the game is mental. Yeah. At some point, those distractions have to, you know, kick in, bro. Like you can't have three dudes go to jail in the same year, man. Like coach get coach get fired for some unruly stuff that he said. Right. But, yeah. So that being said, man, like it's like it, it felt like the best move for the Raiders wasn't the move to LA because well, they're in Vegas. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. sorry, yeah in, yeah, in Vegas, like a lot of trouble has been surrounding them. But, but you know, Roger Goodell and trying to find a when they in there, like some kind of controversy about how they left uh, Oakland. That was the uh, that was St. Louis Rams. Oh, okay, yeah, that was the Rams. Um, yeah, they settled for like. Five hundred or seven hundred million. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But Stan Kroenke, yeah, they had some uh, court stuff to settle there, and uh, they settled it like a month or two ago, basically. Um, and people feel like the, the city of St. Louis got duped. Yeah, I, I feel like they did too. I I would have tried to hit the NFL for a little bit more than that, but <laughs> that, that's just me. I mean, like, bro, no, you it. Look, the, the NFL is a multi-billion-dollar industry that builds. Two billion dollar stadiums at will, not yeah. with not even with their own money, with taxpayers' money. It was that that was the opportunity for a city to get off on them, and they didn't. I mean, five hundred or seven hundred million ain't nothing to you know to scuff at or nothing like that. But yeah, still, yeah, I, know, I know what you mean. Yeah. Uh, so going on to the NFC, we got the Packers with number one seed. Uh, they have they use Clint's home field as well. Okay, so yeah. they clinched home field. The, it, yeah. the Rams have clinched uh, a playoff spot. Of course, um, they're probably going to keep it because they beat they got they beat the Cowboys, okay. and they beat the uh, wait hold on, I don't know if they beat Tampa Bay or not, but I'm pre- I know they beat the Cowboys. 
Uh, then you got the Bucks at number three. Um, I don't think the Bucks could. Uh, well, they've clinched that division. They might can advance. And they, they have a tiebreaker over the Cowboys as well. Uh, then we have the Cowboys. Uh, they're number four. They've clinched their division. I saw that what week before last that they clinched clinched their division. Uh, then there's the Arizona Cardinals who have clinched the playoffs. Um, so they'll be in it. Uh, they were at one point in time the number one seed. They're number five now. The Eagles, uh, a little bit surprising there. Sorry, yes. I got I got those confused. It was the uh, the Rams beat the uh, Buccaneers. The Cowboys beat the L.A. Chargers. That's what I was thinking about. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah, I, that's, I remember that's, that. That's, that's how I got that mixed up. Yeah. yeah. Um, too much blue and yellow. Yeah. And two teams from L.A. But number seven, um, the Philadelphia Eagles have clinched the playoffs. Some somehow. Somehow, I don't don't ask me how they had a f- fucking con- uh, quarterback controversy mid season about whether Minshew could play. Now, you know, not in the playoffs. So, and I'm not convinced Hurts as much as I love the guy is the long term answer. You yeah, know? Like, yeah. As much as I love the guy, and Minshew damn sure ain't a long term answer. I know that for a fact. That's true. <laughs> but I mean, look, man, that that speaks well for Nick Sariani and what he's done, and speaks well for that tree that. The Andy Reid tree that's taking over football right now. Yeah. You know, Frank Reich and uh, Doug Peterson coming back. That that tree deadly. And mm-hmm. That's that's proof of it. That literally they're the, literally the Eagles tree. <laughs> like it's, it's fitting that he's there in Philadelphia. Um, and then number six, we got the 49ers. Uh, they could be replaced in this whole equation. And then uh, with the um, on the bubble. The yeah. only team that would be is the Saints. So that's the only team that's not mathematically uh, eliminated yeah. on the NFC side. So do you see the – I guess the question is simply this. Do you see the Saints getting in? Yeah, of course. I mean, they got a – well, they have the division matchup in the Falcons. But, you know, anything can have, you know, Matt Ryan could be horrible. They do have, you know, some great weapons in Cordero Patterson and, you know, Kyle Pitts broke the rookie record for uh, – Tight end receiving yards, but you know, AJ Terrell, fire. yeah, but they also have a major problem on uh defense. So, you know, hopefully, if they can keep Taysom Hill contained, which you know, the offensive output hasn't matched what Taysom Hill has been doing, but you know, I mean, of course, you know, they scheme plays for him to have over 100 yards rushing, but um, so he back. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure he is. Okay. Because was it Simeon last? That, well, that was the last game I saw from the Saints personally. I think he was only, he was only out because of COVID, right? Right. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. okay. So, it wasn't an injury thing. It was a COVID thing. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, Plus, they reduced the thing from 10 to 5 days. So, I'm yeah, pretty sure. follow the CDC uh, yeah, model. I'm pretty sure he's back. Um, I don't see the uh, – the 49ers, you know, they could. You, you said before they do have the – Rams number and depending what Matt, depending on which Matt Stafford shows up, you know they do have a chance of winning that game. But uh, I see the Saints making it over the Forty Nine ers. Go back up. I want to talk about the Cardinals because I don't know what happened to the Cardinals. Because I mean I know D Hoppers on IR, but they, I I saw a tweet the other day that said they were the first eight and what? Well, they they the Packers beat them, so they were the first seven and no team to lose five games straight or something like that. Like it's been a Wait, I thought they lost three straight at some point, I thought. Well, either way, they were, like, the first team to, to lose that many games after winning so mm-hmm. many. Like, it just – I don't know what, what happened with the – well, it, you know, it, it the same thing happened last year. They they just so happened to get off to such a good start this year that 
you know, the record really didn't catch up with him. But you remember last year, you know, they got out to a hot start and then, you know, Kyler got hurt. But that's kind of what happened this year, too. He yeah, got they, hurt. but they ended up 500 last year, you know what I'm saying. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know what's going on with the Cardinals. It just seems like they can't finish the season the way they need to. But, um, I mean, well, you, you know, and maybe it's this in December, you have to play a different brand of football. And you know what? Now I mentioned that it makes sense for them. Yeah. Because, you know, when they got into the month of December, you know, they started, especially late into this process of their season, really, they started to lean and see what really helped them. I saw that last game, actually, that they played. What really helped them against the Cowboys, where they're, they're starting to get, and they got old, uh, Chase Edmonds back. Right. They're starting to lean on the run game more. Which they that's, should. They yeah. got two really good running backs. And that's the that's the brand of football, even though uh, Connor has been out the last two weeks. Right. Uh, but that's the brand of football that you need to play. I mean, so, like, it could be that they just – they had a, a whole group of their skilled guys out really for injuries. It wasn't really COVID-related because, you know, Kyler was hurt. Uh, Hopkins hasn't looked 100% all year. I mean, at times, for me at least. Um, and then, like I said, Connor's been out and Chase Edmonds has been out. Mm -hmm. So those are starters on most other teams, you know. Yeah. And maybe that's it. But when Connor's back, with Edmonds playing the way that he's playing, and if they can get Hopkins back, they can get Nook back, and then they got they have Zach Ertz, it's they can be dangerous. They can be dead. And then they have Rondell, isn't it Rondell Moore? Rondell Moore. Yeah, Rondell Moore. Christian Kirk. And he's surprisingly been healthy. Yeah. That was his issue in college. Yeah. So they're one of them teams that I just don't think they had the momentum to Make any noise in right. the playoffs. Right. I mean, like, you can argue that for the Cowboys, too, because. Well, they never have any momentum right. in the playoffs. And they, everybody has been talking all this noise and hyping up the Cowboys and this this might be the year, this, that, and the other. And then, you know, Ezekiel Elliott has these clunker-type games. You know, and you're not I'm, – I'm sorry to tell you, the Cowboys ain't winning if Zeke ain't going. Nope. And Gallup – oh, yeah. Now that I think about it, with Gallup yeah. gone? Yeah, he's gone. No. Plus, I'm not trusting the team uh, coached by Mike McCarthy anyway. So that's you know that's <laughs> we talked about him in the yeah. past. Yeah, and they're getting back massages while while the team. Oh man, that's some that's Urban Meyer level stuff right there. Bro. That's some uh, that's some Final Destination shit where he supposed to uh, he was supposed to cut the guy who what was he late to a meeting or something like that. He, yeah, yeah. And he ended up <laughs> he ended up uh, muffing the onside kick. Yeah. That, let the Seagulls uh, go to the Super Bowl. Like, that's on. It's Jesus, man. Yeah, yeah man. Mike McCarthy. I mean, I, I do like uh, Kellen Moore as an offensive play caller. But, yeah, like you said, a Mike McCarthy-led team. Yeah. Yeah, I got my skepticisms about that. But, um, I mean, the Bucks, plenty of faith in them personally. I mean, I know they're going through a lot of injuries, but they got Tom Brady. Still. Yeah. And, and Leonard Fournette should be back soon. So, they'll get one guy back from injury. The Rams, I don't trust them at all. Like, if you would ask me three months ago, I was like, yeah, they're going to the Super Bowl, but I don't trust them. Not with Matt Stafford. And, and this is coming from a Matt Stafford fan. Yeah. I love him to death. Love him to death. I have made the argument that Matt Stafford should, before now, should be in the Hall of Fame. So this ain't me knocking him, but, yeah, I don't trust him because Matt, Matt Stafford can't have these games where he's just throwing pick, pick sixes. sixes. Yeah. Or, and not in the playoffs. The margin of error is too small.
the Packers will whoop you if you throw them two pick sixes. The Bucks definitely will. The Cowboys, will th- uh, they'll probably, they'll barely beat you, but they'll beat you if you throw two pick sixes. Yeah, they'll probably give it right back to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> In some way, shape, or form. Yeah. They probably, they, yeah they fumble. They'll, 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 they'll figure out a way to give it right back to you. You know what? That could end up being the first playoff game where eight picks were thrown or <laughs> eight turnovers were made, right? Yeah. In in terms of oh Jesus oh man only that could be messy that could be but yeah I mean a lot of these teams you know could beat you if you hand them that many opportunities in the playoffs that's true um including you know like the ones that we're mentioning kind of in the hunt and on the bubble like the Saints and the Forty ers so you got any sleepers uh not I mean not just I mean not even making the Super Bowl but just saying make it to the championship game uh yes. I have I have a couple. Uh, the Bengals. We're on the same way. I want to pick the Bengals so bad, but when you get the way the Patriots are playing now and, you know, the Chiefs have finally, I guess, quote-unquote, figured, got back on track. But the Bengals, the way Joe Burrow has been playing the last two games. And, and Jamar Chase. Oh, my God. Not real. <laughs> he ain't real, bro. I wouldn't even see him doing that in college. Yeah. Where he, he, where he, he run away from people. Different, he, he playing at a, a more elite level than he did in college. Yeah. Um, and I would like to know who their receivers coach is, but the Bengals, uh, the Bills. I mean, like, yeah, I know, like, we make jokes about Josh, the bad Josh Allen can show up any any time, but if the good Josh Allen show, and I've I've lived through this, I've seen this, right. Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. I know if he catch fire for three games, that's all it takes in the playoffs. If he catch fire, and then not to mention that he has the number one ranked defense by his side, so. Mm-hmm. They can in a way if he, he he don't get too crazy with the mistakes. If he makes mistakes, they can they can compensate for it because they the number one defense in football. I mean, they lost to us, but that was because <laughs> that was he was the bad Josh yeah, Allen that yeah. day. So and he lost to the other Josh right. Allen, and he barely lost. I mean, yeah. well, they barely lost to us. So um, those would be the two on the NFC side. I'd also pick the Patriots to be the sleeper. I mean, yeah. I know they're not the the you know because they're the Patriots, but I said NFC. I mean AFC. AFC, yeah. yeah. Also, yeah. Patriots, yeah, the way they, I mean, Bill Belichick, he's back in the, back in the mix once again. So you know, right. I mean, you can never rule out. It's just like we were saying with Nick Saban, you can never kind of rule Bill yeah. Belichick out of yeah. any um, situation. Uh, yeah, I think that's it. I I would say the the Chargers, but yeah, none of us like because you know Wentz, the bad Wentz could show up again at any moment. And yeah, the Colts ain't doing it. I'm yeah. sorry. I would have chose the Colts last year. I right. think I chose the Colts last year, but with Wentz, it's, it's not happening. Um, they, you know, they, yeah, they can Jonathan Taylor their way through to. They probably could Jonathan Taylor their way at best to the championship, but yeah. at some point, Wentz is going to yeah. have to be yeah. Doug Peterson's Carson Wentz. Yeah, the first year mm-hmm. Carson Wentz. Yeah, at some point. Um, so on the NFC side. Any sleepers here? I mean, we talked about them, the Cardinals, because the potential to get Hopkins back. And when they're clicking and when he's there, they, they are pretty dangerous. But that's probably the only sleeper I would go with there because I don't trust the Saints quarterback situation. Neither with the 49ers. Yep. Yeah. I don't trust their situation. Yeah, it's, the, it's only one for me on NFC. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hopefully, you know, well, not sleepers, but – Hopefully, you know, the Packers finally got – well, they got it last year. They didn't do anything with it. But hopefully this this year will be different. Um, mm-hmm. They've got home field advance, so, you know, 
Hopefully they can get over the hump this shit and make it back to the Super Bowl. I want to see it. Because what Aaron Rodgers is doing, like, it's just it's fucking amazing. Like, he went he went up to uh, he went to the Cardinals shorthanded. No Aaron Jones, no Devontae Adams. He went up there and he beat the undefeated Cardinals. So, I mean, I just, I want to see it happen for him. You know, all the stuff that he's been, well, not been through, but, you know, the, uh, the old vaccination thing, whether he was what was he, what did he say he was immunized? Yeah, he was yeah. immunized. Yeah, he but, said he'd been listening to the Joe Rogan podcast <laughs> or talking. No, he said he's been talking, talking to Joe Rogan. Yeah, talking yeah. to Joe Rogan. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, I, I want to see it happen. You know, I, Aaron Rodgers is probably my. I mean, I'm a Giants fan, but so it's, I ain't got nobody to root for. But um, Aaron Rodgers is probably my favorite player, to favorite quarterback to root for right now. So I want to see it happen. I want to see it happen for the sake of Green Bay. Yeah. Um, a small market team, a team where I want to see it happen for the sake of uh, – because here's the thing, like when the Packers came into this season, there was a lot of conflict and controversy and yeah. all of that. And I, I want a team to go out there and prove that, like, if you put your minds together, you see, you know, you meet each other in the middle, Yeah, you can – achieve new heights and you know the whole story was like oh Aaron Rodgers is out of there next year now and it's the case is like people like oh well Gutenhurst and Rodgers relationship has improved hmm. like and I mean that's what you like to see you know what I'm saying like yeah. now look the whole vaccination thing where Aaron Rodgers ain't with all of that but that's his personal preference and, <laughs> and all of j- that, just to be clear like part of this is like he only lied to the media, right? Because the the NFL knew when they still let him get away with it. So right, that's true. Because yeah. you you have to think like he he. I mean, like you can't lie to they put you through testing every right whatever. Like well, it used to be every day, but so yeah, they knew. They, yeah, I mean, hell, they in on it too. To be honest with you, probably, but that's that's them. <laughs> that's I mean, they saw him clearly without his mask. You know, doing he's supposed yeah. to do interviews that's with his mask on. That's yeah. what I knew. Cause I was like, wait. Why Aaron wearing a mask and everybody else is unmasked? You know, but that's part of the NFL protocol. But right. Look, I mean, look, man, I ain't here to knock it either way. <laughs> like, uh, go out there and do your thing, man, and, and win you another ring because it's long overdue. Yeah. You know? So, uh, and and whether you remain with the Packers or not, I think he will now. Yeah. Uh, but whether you remain with the Packers or not, at least you close the door on that chapter on a high note, and um, we'll see where things go after that. But it, that's my thing, too. Like, I guess we could talk about this and wrap this podcast up. We'll make it a three-minute conversation. Well, I, I got can, something I want to talk about. Go ahead. You think they can keep him and Devontae Adams, who want to be the highest-paid receiver in NFL history? I don't think so. Oh, he's only got so much in the tank left, right? I well, mean, I don't I know if he, I don't know if he wants to do the Brady route. I, how did I thought about it, though? They, they, it was a report came out that said they'll franchise um, free uh, Devontae Adams, which yeah. he ain't gonna like. But I just thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like at the end of the day, I think he'll cave in if they franchise him and don't pay him a long term deal. He, I think by training camp, he'll do what Aaron Rodgers did show up at like two days in the training camp or whatever. Yeah, and be like, hey, I'm here for my guaranteed 18 million dollars you know like because ain't nobody finna pass that up but yeah. <laughs> uh he, he's probably gonna be unhappy in the, the offseason but i think he'll yeah if they franchise him he probably stay in but yeah go ahead you said you had a topic that you wanted to talk on well being last night was uh big ben's last uh uh game at highest field he's 
I thought about it. He's the last one of the of the guard, right? Like, I mean, other than Brady, like, because Eli's retired, Phillip Rivers is gone, Drew Brees is gone. Uh, who else am I thinking about? Who else was in that, like, that class of quarterback? Not necessarily in the same year, but uh, anybody else? In, well, Peyton's gone, I guess. Aaron Leftwich, <laughs> who's now a coach. <laughs> is anybody else, like, uh, I can't think of anybody – Superstar wise, right? Uh, yeah, I think all of those guys are gone, man. Like it's to the point now where, like I to said, be honest but, with you, the old head is like that's yeah. not who you, you know that's from that class. The old head is like Tyrod Taylor. So yeah, yeah. it's like Ben Roethlisberger is like the last of them, pretty much. Aside from like you said, from Brady, I can't yeah. think of nobody else. Um, Rodgers, Stephen and Rod- I wouldn't put Stephen and Rogers are like in the in the same. I mean, the same Rod group, right? Stafford, our age, so he yeah. he about three years off of Rogers. So yeah, that's what I mean. He like, like Tyrod age. That's what I mean. Like, yeah. um, so, so I mean, I guess he, him and Tyrod, the next old heads. Matt Ryan, that's the, oh, that, yeah. that would be the other one, yeah. Um, that should be it. Yep. Yeah. So it's. I mean, that's that's what we've been wanting for the game for a long time. Anyway, I mean, me personally. Um, because I've seen, because I've seen, you know, I've seen all of those guys do it all, like right. Big Ben and Rafael, uh, Big Ben's age and older. I've seen Roethlisberger win a Super Bowl. I've seen Aaron Rodgers do it actually too. He's got two of them, don't he? Big Ben. Yeah, Ben yeah. has two. Yeah. Um, I've seen Brady win countless Super yeah. Bowls. Um, Breeze, know. Breeze doing what he did, even at age whatever, whatever, however old he was. I mean, he broke. Breaking records at he's thirty five, so I right. mean um, right. now he up there with NBC Sports <laughs> yeah. and getting that money. You know, Eli being a cult hero in in um yeah. New York, uh, you know, Peyton doing what he did. Uh who else? Uh, Philip well, I guess Philip Rivers never got out of the hump, but you know, he was always putting up numbers no, no matter where yeah. he was. So respectable numbers at that. No matter what offense he had, you know, even if he only had Antonio Gates. Mm-hmm. Um so you know, yeah. But I'm as a point I was gonna make is I'm excited to see the changing of the guard and where these you know these new age quarterbacks are gonna take it. You know whether it's Lamar, he's primarily well, I don't say primarily a running quarterback, but we know what his great strength is mm-hmm. is his feet. Um, to for to to Josh Allen who can you know throw eighty probably throw the ball eighty yards backwards past past the mountains over there <laughs> as Uncle Rico said. <laughs> Um, so you know, Patrick Mahomes was uh uh throw it from almost any angle on the field to you know, does it with his feet, with his arm, the creativeness of the Chiefs offense, you know, this I wanna see where it's gonna go. Yeah, me too. I mean, especially these these young these young quarterbacks that just came into the league. I wanna see like what Trey Lance could do. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um I wanna see because especially with Kyle Shanahan there. Uh, I wanted to see what Trevor Lawrence can do when he get a the right organization <laughs> around him. Yeah. Um. I wanted to see, you know, like a lot of these guys, man, Mac. Um, yeah. I want to see what Mac is gonna grow into. Yeah. You know? So I mean, because that's a new, that's a whole new uh, era for you know he basically marks a regime change, yeah. not a regime change, but an era change for the Patriots because it's been Tom Brady ever since, and then you know it was a little bit of Cam after that, so. I mean, like, Max always going to be interesting because he's from Jacksonville anyway. So, like, people in the South going to follow him. Anyway. Right. 
So he he'll be interesting, and you know, a lot of these other guys, man. Kyler like, Murray, I'm still waiting on him to. Yeah. Uh, I mean, well, he he was he was excellent this year, but I'm still waiting on him to turn. You know, like had a season like Lamar had, and you know, yeah. I, I want him to. Cause I've been picking him as a sleeper to win MVP last he two years. Like the MVP earlier this year, yeah. Like them first three or two games or whatever, yeah. He looked like it, um, and then you know, other stuff came into play, <laughs> injuries and, uh, you know, maybe some bad play in there, but yeah, yeah. I mean, it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. So, um, I guess this is that. That's a good note to close this one on. Any uh, closing remarks that you uh, wanted to put in there? No, I just hope everybody stays safe. You know, this last, well, not last, well, I guess you could say last month, um, month and month and a half. You know, Omicron it definitely ravaged through. You know, not just sports leagues, but you know, it went, of course, it went through the NBA, NFL. You had, you know, just kind of, I don't know how it picked up steam, but you know, I just hope everybody stays safe because I haven't, I've seen so many people get, uh. COVID, you know, over the past month and a half. Yeah. But, yeah, but a lot of people have gotten it. You know, I don't want to speculate, but, you know, I've read that Omicron wasn't as dangerous as the Delta or the previous variants, but, you know, it's still COVID. It's still flu. It's still a respiratory, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I just hope everybody stays safe. If you're vac- not vaccinated, get vaccinated or whatever you will need to do to take precautions to, you know, help fight this virus because we all – I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. So, yeah. um, not not the history that we've had with um, diseases. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, like you know, like we said before in the other podcast, it ran rampant. The first variant of COVID ran rampant through Albany, so we know firsthand. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, I can only you know, it's your body, your choice. But I can only encourage you to get vaccinated, and uh, you know, that way you save. No, a hospital bed for the next person. The, the numbers say it's going to save your life. So Yeah, have, yeah. And you, you say, know. you know, save yourself some very severe symptoms and, yeah. and what have you. Um, You know, I, I've taken my two shots and got the booster as well. I need to go get the booster. But uh, that being said, you know, like, again, it's, it's your choice at the end of the day. But uh, let's let's try our best to take care of each other. Please. Especially if you're not going to be vaccinated, you know, look out for the next person if you can. Like. For me, like, that's what I told myself was, you know, the COVID situation and getting vaccinated. I was like, well, really, I don't know if it's even about me at this point. Getting vaccinated go beyond that. But as a, you know, that's another story for another time. But, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah, man, everybody take care of each other out there, man. You can follow me at SportsGrind underscore done. Follow Josh at Johnny Assassin. And, uh, yeah, that being said, you know, we got this first episode out of the way for this week. Uh, for this year, for the year 2022, and hopefully we'll be back for many, many more. So, oh, before you uh, sign off, I'm sorry. Congratulations on winning the uh, fantasy football league. I didn't, yes, sir. I didn't, I didn't say Appreciate that on there, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two-time champion in the last three. Years. I'm so mad now that I didn't take last year seriously. Yeah, it, it was just so much going on, and like I just got sidetracked. And just, yeah, when I when I hit a certain record, I was like, it's over, man. <laughs> So I just now I'm, it's like, damn, man, if I would have applied myself, I maybe could have won three. But appreciate it, man. Um, as long as Yellow Label wins, it will be. Will yeah, be yeah, that's, that's, yeah. Just keep the title in the, <laughs> in the group, man. But yeah, I mean, uh, it was a crazy year. Uh, what helped me was depth. Yeah. Um, I guess that's all the secrets I'll give out. But I had good depth. I'll put yeah. it that way. 
worked the shit out of the waiver wire. Not not as good as Phil did, but I worked the waiver wire, and I, I had a lot of just in case bodies. Yeah, because I knew that COVID could just show up one day, and I didn't want to get caught slipping. So there you go, fantasy owners out there. <laughs> Make sure you you stack up on depth, have the depth in place to endure some starters getting knocked out of the lineup or whatever the case may be. But it's wild that that's a factor now that you got to worry about COVID in your fantasy league. Yeah. 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 But that's what separated good ones from the bad ones, man. You got <laughs> you to play, you got to turn into a GM at that point. You got to turn into, uh, to, um, you know, Ireland or, uh, Earth, uh, what was the, uh, GM name and, um, Terry Fontenot yeah. <laughs> something like that. Uh, but yeah, man, that being said, man, we're going to wrap this one up. Everybody be safe out there. And until next time, we are signing out. <laughs> <laughs>